Hello and welcome to another episode of Altitude, where we talk to the founders of future high-flying companies in Latin America. I'm your co-host, Brian Reckworth. And I'm your co-host, Tomas Rojo. Today, our guest is Alex Vilena, co-founder and CEO of Plugi Pagamentos. Alex was born in Rio de Janeiro, but moved to Los Angeles to pursue a bachelor's degree in communications and had a chance to try out the startup scene in the U.S. A big lover of jiu-jitsu, he has over 10 years of client-facing roles under his purple belt and helped build Santander's loyalty program before moving on his own projects in the financial industry. Now CEO of Plug Pagamentos, he gets to brag about being a YC portfolio company while he and his founders, his co-founders, are simplifying payment services by providing a one-stop solution to manage multiple providers through a single API integration. Alex, great to have you on the Latitude Podcast. Welcome to Altitude. Brian, Tommy, so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Alex. So let's start with important stuff. Brian just kind of mentioned what you're doing with, with Plugi, but can you tell us a bit more about it, about the company, in a way that would pass the mom test? Yeah, absolutely. So Plug is an API that makes it easy to accept payments with multiple providers. And it's a curious question because the mom test, you can't really talk about your solution, right? You need to like probe questions and understand what their problems are. Um, and that's really how Plug was started. Like we would ask people like, hey, what are your difficulties with payments? Is it integrations? Is it acceptance rates? Um, and then over hundreds of interviews, we just found a lot of problems that we thought, hey, we can solve this with a simple, elegant API. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, obviously a big market, big problem, big pain. Before we started this interview, I knew that you had the jiu-jitsu interest. And I mean, your co-founder is the Black Belt, right? Tell us about uh, how you guys... Aside from being uh, versed in, in martial arts there, how do you as co-founders, how does your experience contribute uh, to that goal of simplifying payments? Yeah, we like to joke that, so we all came from a payments background, and we like to joke that this is, the, that plug is a solution that I wanted to sell, that Chiago, the black belt, wanted to integrate, and that Marcel, our CTO, wanted to build. So I worked for Braintree, um, helping some of the world's best clients Uh, build their payments infrastructure. Marcel uh, was pivotal in building Zoop's payments platform. And Chiago integrated over like seven or eight providers at his previous startups. Um, so it was something that we all felt in the flesh and just had great, great visions from sort of opposite sides of the table of like what we wanted to build, how we wanted to build it. That's great. And Alex, why is this pain such a big challenge in Latin in particular? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, if you think about the payments landscape, like go back like five years about how you would pay for things. It just evolved so dramatically in the last five years. And LATAM specifically is still hyper-fragmented when you think about the markets, when you think about the types of payments providers. So what we're seeing is an opportunity that Uh, not only to help enable this digitalization of Latin America and empower digital commerce entrepreneurs, but also improve the existing solutions. So give them better technology, higher acceptance rates. Like Latin America has, Brazil specifically has the worst acceptance rate in Latin America. And Latin America as a whole has you know, really low acceptance rates compared to the rest of the world. Um, super high fees in payments and just not great technology. So we think like this is a great opportunity to really help out the region and give it the technology that it deserves to keep growing at, I don't know, it's something like 30% year over year. Like it's growing in spite of, of this. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it's always nice to have the tailwinds of a growing market uh, behind you, right? 
And so, Alex, there's uh, oftentimes founders kind of have like what I would call like an aha moment where they identify this market gap. And, you know, in the payments industry, you guys have identified an opportunity. What were the kind of the factors or was there ever a moment where you're like, oh, there's a gap in the market and we need to kind of fill that? Yeah. So working with a lot of these companies, like, like Marcel was working with, with iFood, um, I saw this uh, with Uber and Spotify as well. So in these companies, we saw them building their own payments infrastructure layers. And there was an aha moment where it was like, why are companies doing this? And then we found out like, oh, some do it to have more bargaining powers. Others do it to have better acceptance rates. Um, others do it to have resiliency. And there was an aha moment where it was like, oh, if we had a single API to do this, any company would be able to do this. And not just, you know, the ones that are lucky enough to pay to have an in-house payments team. Um, so I think like that was the aha moment, but you have a lot of sort of smaller aha moments along the way where it's like, oh, how do you build this technology the most efficient way? How can you uh, enable these merchants to actually build it themselves or like integrate it in an easier fashion? Um, so I, I think on a monthly basis, we have these aha moments with our clients because there's such a quick iteration feedback loop. Um, so we're pretty lucky with that. And Devin, you got those aha moments, but up to now, what, what have been the, the largest roadblocks, I mean, so far, right? Maybe tell us a little bit, where are you right now in, in the company? Yeah, that's a great question, Tommy. Um, I would say that initially, like the first roadblock was, was definitely finding talent because um, it, it was just such an ambitious project that a lot of people were like, you guys, like, like COVID had just hit. Um, it was such an ambitious project that people were like, you guys are nuts. Like, what are you doing leaving your jobs to do this? Um, but we were able to not only have like a really amazing tech stack, but get, uh, some highly qualified payments rock stars on the team. So maybe that's like the initial roadblock that we encountered and, and overcame. Now it's a big education piece. Uh, a lot of people are still like, why should I have multiple providers? Right. I think that's something that's not very clear, um, which is going back to your original question about the mom test, which is why we like to always ask questions like, oh, how many integrations have you done? What else could you be doing with these development resources if you weren't integrating and constantly reintegrating and allowing them to come to, to that, uh, that conclusion by themselves? So yeah, I think the education piece is, is our big, as we scale sales right now, you asked where we were, um, we just completed YC, we just raised a, a seed round. Um, I think like that's, that's where we are. Awesome. And um, let's talk about the sales process. Uh, I mean, you've got, obviously this is an enormous market. What are the primary things we were talking before this and, you know, I asked kind of asked you how, how it's going and, you know, you said it's, it's challenging in the beginning, but as you start actually getting traction and getting customers, all of a sudden those customers that told you, Hey, wait until we'll wait until you're a little bit bigger. And all of a sudden you became a little bit bigger. They start kind of flowing. What are the biggest objections you have that you get and you face as a team from your customers and how are you tackling them? Yeah. So with the customers, like the one thing that our interview process taught us is that it's not if, it's when. Like they're going to change the providers. They're going to have this issue, especially as more and more solutions like fintech payment solutions are coming out. Um, you can think like wallets, uh, fraud protection, credit, etc. So um, the biggest objections right now, I would say, is uh, like one is the education. Like why do I need payments, multiple payments providers. 
And then when we're able to just have a quick conversation, it really becomes clear to them like, okay, well, I already have multiple payments providers. I just didn't see it like that. Like I already have a fraud protection tool. I already have this third party wallet that I integrate. We have a lot of objections also, or we had a lot of objections also about being a payments company that, you know, just launched. Like everyone's like, well, you know, I can't put all my traffic through you guys. And then all of a sudden we're, we're processing, we have great acceptance rates, even for Latitude, we're able to really uh, improve the, the number of errors that, that you guys got, or reduce the number of errors, not improve. But yeah, I would say that being a, a payments company was another one of the big objections. And yeah, a lot of times the solution just isn't a fit, right? Like we were very clear about who, who we try to service. And you know, there are some companies that's like, listen, I don't think this is really going to be a good fit for us or for you guys. Yeah, I mean, I think we were one of your first customers, right? Which is great. It's it's kind of speaks to the one of the things that we've learned from, you know, from from YC and we're not an accelerator, as you know. We don't take equity and you were part of this LF0, right? Like uh, this cohort 0, right? Before we even we even knew what we were, right? I think I had to convince you to join cuz you were skeptical about it and and I'm glad I'm glad you did cuz uh you add a lot to the community. Um, and then you also got a customer out of it in us. So uh, I think it was a win-win. And hopefully we added more value than just that. I think that it's one of the things that we, we've seen from YC is this kind of cross-marketing of portfolio companies. Maybe you can talk briefly about getting into YC and walk us how that came to be. I don't know the numbers now, but we probably have 15 or 20 companies that have gone through Latitude that are you know YC companies now. And we're, we think it's a, an incredible opportunity to kind of branch out, the, expand the network. Talk a little bit more about that process, if you would. About the, the YC process specifically? Yeah, about the YC process and how that came to be, and then maybe the subsequent funding that you were able to raise after that. Okay, yeah, but I do think, like, here to be fair, I, I do need to give Latitude a, a big shout out because um, we were mid round when we got into YC, and that round was going really well because of you know, the connections that we made being Latitude's LF0 guinea pigs. Um, and yes, you did. We did need some convincing because it just sounded too good to be true. But it, it was all true, right? Like, you're like, hey, we're going to give you mentorship. We're going to give you like this awesome network of uh, entrepreneurs that you can cross sell, that you can lean on. Um, and it, it's been amazing. Like every cohort that comes through, we we meet great people, uh, and we there's a lot of collaboration, uh, especially the, like this whole LATAM focus, making the region just you know a step higher. I think that's awesome. So we were mid-round because of the, the connections we made through Latitude. So it wasn't an easy decision for us, but we ended up uh, accepting it just because we thought that it could really accelerate our, our growth on the sales side of things. And it was, it was great. Uh, it's, it's a great program. They keep you really accountable. Uh, you sort of are hyper-focused on one metric, and that's all that matters for three months. And that sort of laser focus is really what permitted us to end up essentially doubling our, our processing volume every month until we reach Demo Day. Uh, and then at Demo Day, it was also a great experience, tons of exposure to a lot of funds. Once again, the, your, the latitude support there was, was really pivotal for us to get the right mix of investors that we wanted to back the business. Um, and I couldn't be happier with, with uh, the crew that we have backing us now. Amazing. Thanks for the compliments, Alex. It was great to have you as a guinea pigs, you know. Do you have any advice for founders looking to walk a similar path than you've done last year? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, and, and it's something that I think sometimes I see companies trying to outsource, but I don't recommend it. It's just be 
fanatically obsessed with your customers. Like I joke that I will pick up my customers' kids at school. I will do their laundry, like uh, anything to like have just more points of contact with them. We have Slack channels with them. We have Discord channels with them. We have Discord channels with customers that with potential customers that aren't even our customers yet. They just have doubts about payments and being like very maniacal about understanding their pains and how you can solve them and, and what is just the absolute best experience physically possible it is something that I think um, has really helped us capture a few clients and, and um, maintain most of them. Like all our clients expanded the use of the platform. Every feature that we launch, every new payment method they expand, and it's because of, of that obsession. I love that. I, mean, I remember going to Zappos Culture Camp uh, back in the day and you know, Zappos famous for like, you call a customer surf and you're like, Hey service, can I get a pizza? Like, and they like order a pizza for you, you know? And it's that same kind of like just going the extra mile. And it's great that you've built that into the, the DNA and the ethos of what you're, what you're building at Blug. Uh, just to wrap things up here and Feshar con Xavi Giordo, closing with the golden key for those that don't speak uh, Portuguese. But as we close out, what's one word that exemplifies entrepreneurship for you? Yeah. Um... It's, it's value. It's value. And you think about value holistically, like what's the value you're creating for your customers? What's the value you're creating for your employees? What's the value you're creating for your, for your investors, for the market? Um, and, and always just think about entrepreneurship as that, as like value creation. And you know, I think if you always think about it like that, I mean, like, yeah, that's the one word that exemplifies entrepreneurship for me. I love that. Well, something that we have at Latitude, which we've talked about a bit, is those that value. And at Latitude, we're squarely focused. Our number one priority is our team. We take great care of our team because we know that if we take great care of them, they're going to take care of our customers. And then if our customers are well taken care of, we know that the investors are going to end up, you know, at this point, we haven't raised any money. But if we did ever raise money, they'll have a great return because our team is, is so well taken care of and supported. And in, we're investing in them, and then they're just you know, they're servicing our customers, which in this case you are our customers. So uh, thank you so much for joining us, and we're really excited to be part of the journey of Blue Pagamentos, and very bullish on what you're building. And uh, it was great to have you be part of Cohort Zero, and we look forward to future contributions from you, Tiago, you know Marcel, the whole team, uh, as we as we you know build out and scale Latitude, and hopefully we we'll have lots of more customers for you to take payments because. Uh, you know, it's a growing category, as you said. Absolutely. No, I'm a very happy customer, very proud customer of, of Latitude as well. Um, so thank you guys so much for, for the time, for the space to be here and uh, for everything along, you know, the past year, year and a half that we've known each other. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Appreciate it. Running the leading startup community in Latin America costs money. But some people are taking notice, so I want to take a minute to thank our early supporters. At Viva Real, we were an early customer of Zendesk. Other companies like Nubank, Loft, RD Station, they all use Zendesk to keep their customers happy. Zendesk for Startups offers Zendesk software for customer service and sales for free for six months. To learn more, head to Zendesk.com startups. Also, we're really happy to inform that Latitude Fellows now have access to a ton of extra exclusive benefits on top of the six months free, thanks to Zendesk's support of our community. Go to latitude.com to learn more about the Latitude Fellowship and apply. I learned the hard way that lo barato sale caro. If I had worked with Gunderson from the beginning, 
maybe our company wouldn't have had to pay $100 million in unnecessary taxes because of our corporate structure. We're lucky to have their support along with Carrie Olson and Bronstein Zilberberg in developing one of our first products, Latitude Go. We want the process of incorporating companies in Latin America to be 10 times cheaper and twice as fast. If you're starting a venture-backed company, you can check it out at go.latitude.com. I've been banking with Silicon Valley Bank for over a decade as one of their first customers in Latin America. They're committed to the region and have made great introductions over the years. We want to thank them for their support of Latitude. To learn more, visit svb.com.